0: Podcast every week, I'll share leadership thoughts, books I'm reading, or tools I'm using to teach leadership skills. I believe everyone has influence. Every family, school, church, city, country is determined by its capacity for effective leadership. So let's jump in. Welcome to the Leadership Podcast. This is Charlie McMahon, and I want to talk to you today and the next session about the balance between your time and how you utilize it to build an organization and to impact individuals. This has always been a fascinating thing for, for me in leadership. And uh, it is the delicate balance that leaders have to maintain. And here is where we most see it, is in the life of Christ, where he, you see him impacting the multitudes, training his core of 12, but then also impacting that one lone leper, that one lone blind man beside the road, that one lone woman at a well. And it always fascinates me. Uh, the balance of leadership in this regard and uh, the the ability to impact people for a leader is so much greater than we often realize. And yet, that has to be balanced with the infrastructure development of an organization. And uh, I struggle with that balance all the time, all the time. I remember when I was I was a I was a in 1984, and I was in my third year of college. And I had just contacted the an individual who would become my mentor, Bob Russell, and I said I would love to spend some time with you. He invited me to his house to spend the week with he and Judy and Rusty and Phil, and and it changed my life because I I literally got to follow Bob around. It wasn't a full week; it was about four days. I drove my little '76 Ford Pinto down to Louisville from Cincinnati. And uh, got to spend about four days with him, following him around, literally getting into his sermon files and being with him on on some meetings he had. And I remember sitting in his office and we were talking and someone came into his office uh, off the street and he was in need. And Bob said, hey, I'm in a meeting. Can I get you in a moment? He sat back down and he went, no, I can't do that. Boom, went out. And, and had his assistant attend, and he took care of that, and it left an impression on me that here he was leading, at the time was a large church of about, at that time it was about 2,500 people, and that church would eventually become 20,000 people, in part because of his attention to that one person, but also it wasn't at the expense of building an organization, of decentralization. So life in leadership has to be balanced with moments with people and the momentum of an organization because the structure is right for a kinetic uh, process that allows for growth and development of the organization and people. And I, again, another anecdote is I remember I was in college and one time I was asking my Greek professor, Dr. Tom Frisney, a question and someone came up and expressed a need that another student had. And I still remember the look of compassion on Professor Frisney's face. And, you know, all the things I experienced in college, many of which were so rich, That's one of the top things I remember is the look of genuine compassion that left an impression on me. And from that day on, I began to say, God, give me that compassion for people. But then also, that has to be balanced with, if you're a leader, you have to put the needs of the organization at least in tension with that sometimes. In your attention to uh, task. And so... For me, the guiding principle has been to balance my life with, uh, in particularly my schedule with this in mind. So a couple of factors. One is looking at my schedule and saying, how much time am I spending in purposeful meetings where the organizational structure is being strengthened, the skeleton of the organization is being strengthened and deepened. And so, what many people consider to be a waste of time, meetings, I I think meetings are only a waste of time if they're not strategic, if they're not intentional, if when you come out of that meeting, the organization isn't a little bit clearer, a little bit stronger in its construct. And for me, uh, that has to be About 60% of my time, about 60% of my calendar needs to be with intentional interface and interaction with people that I know are going to make our organization a stronger one, deeper in its decentralization, more of an epicenter of grace and truth, etc. And, um, So about 60% of my work time needs to be spent in that. Then, on top of that, there is the, you know, obviously preparation of self, which for me is, um, you know, is about 30% of my time in just developing myself, study, and preparation, recovery. As many of you know, I speak on most weekends, and so that demands uh, at least at least thirty percent of my week needs to go toward preparing my mind and my body and my spirit for that. And then on the back end of that, I've learned in recent years to recover, and so that's the delineation. Because the other ten percent left over is margin enough for me to have meetings that don't build our church. They are interactions with people that I can just serve them. And for me as a leader, it's important. If I go too much on that, then I'm, I'm being a hero to people, but I'm not building an organization. But if I never do that, for me, it's too easy to get into building my own kingdom. If I gave 90% of my time to just building our organization, there's a sense in which our organization would be better Certainly leadership demands that kind of focus, I suppose, but I would be a worse leader because I still cannot let go of the fact that the individual who was the most effective leader in history still had enough margin in his life to have a conversation with one blind man, one hurt woman by a well, one man with a withered hand, one... Rich tax collector who's up a tree, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, as leaders, I would recommend that you figure out your own formula. There's a great leadership passage in Exodus 18 when Moses has begun leading the children of Israel out of enslavement and into the promised land, and and Moses is overseeing. Uh, the mitigation of all these cases of conflict going on in the community he's doing all the ministry he is he is he is he is he is, he is people love it cuz boy Moses is paying attention to everyone but he's burning out and his father-in-law Jethro comes in and says Moses what you're doing is not good you need to appoint people who can minister who can lead and affect people cuz you can't do this you'll take the big cases But you got to have people who you've trained to take the little cases. And Moses did it. And he was able, at least for a time, to sustain leadership. And people actually got better care. As a leader, your organization can't be built as a pyramid with you at the top and everything flows from you. It has to be a circle where you you extend training to care for, to lead people. And uh, they're adequate to that task. And that's always been my intention. Is Somebody told me one time when our church was growing back 25 years ago, this is going to get beyond you really quickly and you're not going to be able to sustain it. And I said, it's already beyond me. Once it was past 100 people, I can't care for 100 people and lead my family and take care of myself. I can't do that. There has to be a decentralization and an emphasis on building the structure every day making sure your meetings are strategic when you need to you tear everything down to the studs and you rebuild that but it's always strategic so that leadership can be decentralized and people can get taken care of and led in a better way than you could all by yourself until next time on the leadership podcast this is charlie man Thanks for listening. Tune in every week as we continue learning and growing in faith, in life, and leadership. And if this has been helpful to you, subscribe and spread the word. And I will talk to you next week.